Hey, I'm Ava Laura. And I'm Jessica. And this is Black Women Leave America podcast, where we highlight holistic wellness, travel, mental health, and self-care through traveling outside of America to reconnect and rediscover who you are. It's time for us to leave any condition that disrupts our peace. Black Women Leave America opens your eyes and explores new ways of living, but more importantly, new ways of being. Because sometimes you have to leave in order to find yourself. I didn't leave like looking for myself. I wasn't, I didn't leave like on some journey on Eat, Pray, Love trying to find myself. I thought I knew myself. Yeah. But I have learned who I really am underneath all that other stuff that other people have put on me. You know, I get to, you get to take off layers and layers. And so, yeah, I do feel like at least I know who I am today. You know, I know this person. World's greatest life hack. It's not just a travel hack. I, I feel like a genius. I stay in people's homes while they travel. I take care of their homes, take care of their pets while they're away. What are their plants? Uh, I haven't paid for a place to stay full time in four years, I guess. My Spanish is, I speak like a three-year-old, I think. I know all the foods. Uh, I know some verbs, but I cannot conjugate a verb. I don't know verb tenses. Everything is, instead of I went to the store, I just say, I go to the store yesterday. (laughs) Maybe two, maybe a two-year-old. Three is probably a little generous. Sometimes you have to leave in order to find yourself. This is Black Women Leaving America, and we have another amazing host and guest. I don't know why I said host, y'all. I'm fighting a cold right now, so y'all got to bear with me. Stephanie Perry, and I'm really excited to hear about her story. Y'all are going to love this. So you probably going to want to take notes and get all this goodness because she, she has some really interesting tips for us, you all. But she actually quit her job as a hospital pharmacy technician so she could travel the world on her savings. So check this. She visited 12 countries in 12 months with $1,200 a month. So she likes the number 12. And now she is a year-round house and pet sitter. So I'm really excited to have her here so she can tell us all about how she's doing this and on $1,200 a month so y'all understand that traveling does not have to be expensive. So please join me in welcoming Stephanie Perry. How are you today? Thank you. Hi, I'm great. I'm so excited to be talking with y'all today. Yes, we definitely are too. We have so many questions. But before we get started, why don't you just tell our audience a little bit about yourself? I'm from Delaware. We're neighbors, I think, right? Yes, not too far in Maryland. I was a hospital pharmacy technician, like you said. I loved traveling, um, but it was always just something that I could only do on vacation. You know, I had my 10 days of vacation every year, maybe 15 days. And um, that was it. One day I went on a trip to Brazil for my birthday and I met some people who 
were there for a long time. And I was like, how can you afford this? We're staying at the same place. I know you're not rich. <laughs> and they told me, you know, I quit my job. I'm traveling. When I run out of money, I'm going to go back home and get my job back. And immediately I was like, okay, me too. <laughs> wow. immediately. I, and that's when I was introduced to the idea that you can travel on a budget and you don't have to have a trust fund. You don't have to be independently wealthy because I didn't really realize how much of the world was so inexpensive. Once I was introduced to that idea, I just started finding ways to travel and work, whether that meant coming back home and actually going back and getting my job back, which I did, okay. or making money as I go so that I can keep on keeping on. So what if somebody's like, look, I just can't go and come back and get my job when I feel like it. And, you know, like my job doesn't work like that. So I either need to go and have the money or I need to find some other way to maintain that lifestyle. Like how, what, do you, what would you suggest for them? I met so many people who were making money as they go that I started trying to figure out, you know, how, how do you do this? There, because so much of the world can be like that $1,200 per month that I'm, I've been traveling on and did travel on, you can live nicely in so much of the world. And that $1,200 a month, you know, $300 a week, you can make that online. Being a native English speaker means that you have a skill that a lot of the world wants. So you can tutor people in English online. You can go actually walk into restaurants in a lot of the world and offer free or offer lessons for money. Restaurants and hotels, especially in up and coming tourist areas. So talk about that, because I, I think it's so interesting. You had what we you know call a light bulb moment or an epiphany when you met the other tourists. But what was it about you that just said, you know what, I want to leave and I'm not coming back? I think it was just a pull. I just wanted to see a lot of the world. I knew that the idea of waiting for retirement to live just seemed backwards. It just seemed like it was a setup. It was a scam. It was just designed to make you work yourself until your body was broken down and then try to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. I, that, no way. No way. That's not for me. My parents, um, my dad retired pretty young, but my mom retired at the standard age 65. I think she was 65. And then we took a nice vacation and she was, um, you know, she could get around, but she had aches and pains. And I'm like, wait a minute. She worked all this time to be able to enjoy herself. 50 years of work that she did. Now she's supposed to make up for that by having fun. Well, she's tired and every time we sit down, she nods <laughs> off and falls asleep, and, you know. So I was like, there's, there's got to be another way. And thankfully, thanks to the internet, there was enough people sharing information about how they were traveling on a budget. And it just, I just knew that, that this was going to change everything for me. I'm glad that you said that because one of the things that we want people to get from this podcast is really to analyze how they think, you know, how we limit ourselves in our own lives just by how we think, you know, not by something somebody said to us or, you know, but our own way of viewing the world. And I love that you said that, like, wait a minute, like, why do I have to wait to retirement to travel and live? Why can't I live my life right now? It seems like a lot of our lives get kind of like, dictated to us, I think. And all it, all it takes for you to say, wait a minute, <laughs> why? Why do I think this? Why am I on this path? How'd I get here? And once you start asking a couple of questions, you're on, a, you're off, you're off Down to the, the rabbit hole. <laughs> That's right. Yes. 
we also kind of hear it over and over again. So we just kind of believe it and we go with it. Right. So it gets to a point to where you're like, wait a minute, why am I believing this? And what if that's not true? Let me go find out. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Are you always on the go and in need of a serious break from your life? If so, it's time to go rogue. Rogue Experiences organizes intimate trips for women of color that focus on allowing you to unwind and have fun with like-minded women in places like Bali, Greece, and Turks and Caicos. Are you ready to cash in on some well-deserved downtime to be pampered? Go to RogueExperiences.com and enter Black Girls Leave promo code to save $150 on your first trip. Um, so when you left, like what were some of the differences that you noticed for yourself, your quality of life? What were some of the differences in, you know, the different countries that you were living in? I've never been a real, well, I guess like a workaholic. I've n- never would have described myself as that. But I did realize how much emphasis we put in the United States on your work. You are your job, basically. You are your career. You're, you are your education and nothing else. And in so much of the rest of the world, nobody cares what you do. Nobody ever asks me, what do I do for a living? Ever. They don't care. You know, they want to know where, where else have you been? What else have you seen in the world? Sometimes they even ask me about what am I reading? Like, <laughs> you know, but not how do you contribute to the economy? Which is basically the number one question people ask you in the United States. Even though I wasn't a real, like, workaholic, I still saw how the hard work, hustle culture, right? The idea that you yes. your own value is what you contribute economically you know you're not valuable as a person I saw that and I said no (laughs) no I I reject that it's something that you see so much in the United States and coming and going every time I come back it just strikes me we're only told especially as black women we're told that our value is what we earn and if you're not if you have free time you need to go to school so you can earn more And if you, you know, if you have any time to yourself, you're not doing it right because black women are treated like the, like workhorses, I guess. I hate to say it, but we, I mean, I don't feel, you know, but we're treated like we, our job is to have a job. Our job is to work, work, work until good. Or have babies or Mm -hmm. cater to a man. Which is all work. I mean, Rihanna made a whole song about it. Work, 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 work. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but no, no, I just, no I just love how you over here just rejecting everything. She's like, no, I reject that. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's about to be my say for 2020. I reject that, okay? Yes, <laughs> serious. I'm so serious. I mean it, too. You can see how I said it. I mean I, it. I yes. reject that. Yeah. We totally believe you. <laughs> do we, we do not second guess at all. <laughs> So what are some of the things that you learned about yourself? I think the most striking thing is I learned how much I trust other people. Mm. I talked to a woman on, I have a YouTube channel. I talked to her on my channel not too long ago. And she was saying how she felt when she traveled that she was a different person. Like, you know, and I, I think that I've seen that I kind of put on a personality that isn't really me, you know, mm. when I'm out and about. And so I learned how much I trust other people. I've had people stop what they were doing and help me for no good reason out of the kindness of their heart. 
and I've accepted it, right? Instead of saying no, no, which would be my normal reflex. Yes. Like, don't help me, don't, don't even talk to me, you're a stranger, I don't know you. Instead, I've been so open to other people and that's been wonderful because that's when the, the, the good comes in, the light comes in from being, able, being open to other people. I've also learned that I don't mind making a mistake and trying something and getting lost and messing up. That's been fun. It's been fun because, the, you know, some of those mistakes. So now here, listen, you try to get lost and make mistakes here. There are repercussions. There's all, repercussions. you know, there's all kind of problems associated with it. But yeah, you get to just be, try. You get to just try stuff and see what happens. Some of it's just a good story. You know, <laughs> sometimes you just end up with a good story. So yeah, I've learned to be more open to other, I've learned that I am more open to other people than I thought I was. And I learned that I am real good at trying things. And I didn't think I was. I always thought, I'd, no, I'm not doing that. I used to, I used to say those, that exact sentence all the time. My mom would say, you know, she'd be like, let's do whatever. I'm not doing that. Wow. But I learned once I changed my environment that, hey, I can do it. I can try. We'll see. Do you, do you think that you really didn't know who you were until you left? Yes. I know. It sounds, that sounds kind of strange, I think. Um, no, it doesn't. You know, this is the current theme that we're hearing through all of yeah. our interviews. Okay, good. That makes me feel better because I, did, I, did, <laughs> I didn't leave like looking for myself. I, wasn't, I didn't leave like on some journey on Eat, Pray, Love right. trying to find myself. I felt like I knew, I thought I knew myself. Yeah. But I have learned who I really am underneath all that other stuff that other people have put on me. You know, I get to, you get to take off layers and layers. And so, yeah, I do feel like at least I know who I am today. You know, I know this person and it's, she's not, I'm not the same person who in 2014 was on the edge of the bed. Like, ugh, I can't, you know, I don't want to go to work. I'm mad I woke up. You know, that mm. I even woke up this morning because I don't like the life that I'm circulating in. But I didn't realize that that was the problem. I thought it was just the job, right? Or just the money yeah. or just, you know, the no, no children. That was my thing. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't that. It was, I just I had built an entire life that I didn't want. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. I hope you all really got that. And I hear that so much with so many of my clients. And that was even my reality back in, what, 2005 now, um, when I was in the social work field. It's like, what am I doing? I'm not making an impact. I'm miserable. I feel stuck. Like, why am I here? So I, I totally get that. And now I feel like this just lightness and this freedom and that, you, you know, that you just possess. So I think that is so awesome. Um, and so now, you know, I really want to find out. I know all of our viewers and all of our listeners do. I want to find out, like, how did you become a house sitter? Like, what is that all about? I love being a house sitter. I feel like it is the world's greatest life hack. It's not just a travel hack. I, I feel like a genius. I stay in people's homes while they travel. I take care of their homes, take care of their pets while they're away, water their plants. Uh, I haven't paid for a place to stay full time in four years, I guess. I just was poking around the internet. Like, how do I keep traveling? So I traveled for those first 12 months on savings. Mm -hmm. I went back home, went back to work. I was like, okay, for this, how, how do I keep traveling? 
without having money. I don't have a trust depositing. I found a woman later, just a couple of months ago on Twitter, and I thanked her. I was like, you changed my life. <laughs> but I just stumbled onto house sitting. She told me where to find house sits and everything, and it just, it just took off. So I house it through mostly a service, but I also do word of mouth house sits. Um, I've house sat on, what, four continents? Wow. And, yeah. And it's, it's, I recommend it. I recommend it. Even if you don't travel full time, even if you're just talking about taking a few vacations out of the year, house sitting is an amazing way to get free accommodation anywhere in the world, literally. With the names of some of the organizations or the agencies that you've worked with? Yes. So Trusted House Sitters is the largest uh, trusted house sitters, house carers, and then there are small house sitting services that are just country specific. So like here in Mexico, there's house sit in Mexico. I'm in San Miguel de Allende, Mexico right now. And there's a smaller agency called um, house sit in Mexico. But even if you don't house it through a service, mm-hmm. it's the kind of business where you can get word of mouth. If you can get in with a local community of retirees or expats, it's a fantastic way to see the world. Now, are I'm assuming, are these people vetted? And like, what happens if you don't like the house that you're at? I mean, does that happen? No, not to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I take houses where the people have great reviews already. Or if, I, if it's through word of mouth, I even go beforehand and visit the house if okay. I'm in town. Because I get to focus on certain areas. You know, I get to stay in certain towns and house sit around town for months at a time. Mm-hmm. I can go and visit the house beforehand. But if okay. you can't do that, just definitely rely on reviews. It's just like anything else. It's like yeah. booking a hotel or anything else. Yep. Don't skip the reviews. They're crucial. And then I talk to the people beforehand. We usually do a video call. Okay. And we get clear on what they expect from me while I'm there and what they're mm-hmm. offering me. They give me a little info on the area if it's new to me. Okay. Um, yeah. So I haven't had bad experiences. I wouldn't keep doing it if it, was, if it wasn't wonderful. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that sounds amazing. So do you like plan out like, I want to go to South Africa, so let me find a place that I can house it there? Or do you kind of just go where the opportunities open up? Both. So okay. I really like this part of Mexico. So I plan, I plan to come here. And then once I got the first month booked, once mm-hmm. I got here, everything else fell, fell into place. I've been here this time since October. So October. Four, So it'll be four months total. And I only got here with one month. Book. Wow. After February, I'm wide open. And so I'm just waiting for something awesome to pop up anywhere. anywhere. And I'm sure I'd like it will. To to, uh-huh, I'd like to go to Scotland, I think, for the spring. So, yeah, I'm just waiting for something good to pop up. Wow. So do you do most of these people, are they English speaking or, you know, do you have to learn the language or do they, you know, how does that work? Most of my clients have been English speaking, even if they're not. A lot of them are Americans or Canadians who are retired and live in other places. But even if they're not, a lot of them are or they're just English speaking. You know, they have English as a second language. I I house that for a family in the Netherlands, you know. I haven't had any language barrier problems, but I probably just wouldn't book those houses. Mm -hmm. If I felt like like it was going to be a problem. Yeah. But being an English speaker means that so much of the world can communicate with you. That's true. Yeah, a surprising amount of the world can communicate with you. Is you know, I'm glad we're not like 
you know, I'm not speaking some small, <laughs> obscure language where I don't know, you know, so much of the world can just start talking, you know, <laughs> so it's much easier for us. Have you learned any other languages? Like you said, you, you love that area of Mexico. So have you learned Spanish at all? Or are you just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I have all the, my Spanish is, I speak like a three-year-old, I think. I know all the food. <laughs> Uh, I know some verbs, but I cannot conjugate a verb. I don't know verb tenses. Everything is, instead of I went to the store, I just say, I go to the store yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe two, maybe a two-year-old. Three is probably a little generous. Um, I speak a little Spanish. When I went to Thailand, I tried um, using the app. uh, I don't know. So in Thailand, I picked up a few words of Thai before I went to Thailand and people were so appreciative of that. If you, you know, good morning, thank you. Mm-hmm. Delicious is a word I always recommend you learn in any language because if you compliment people in a restaurant, they might give you free dessert. That's a great um, tip. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't speak any other languages. Um, it's just been so much easier because I speak English. I love it. I love it. So you don't need money and you don't need to speak another language. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Those are some things that people think are barriers, yes. but they're not. I love it. I love it. So what has been your favorite place? Cause you, you've been to a lot of places. So what, what's your favorite? Mexico is because Mexico's our neighbor. People don't think of it as, you know, exotic or awesome, but it's amazing. It's inexpensive. They have great weather. I'm in a town now where it rarely gets above 80, in the 85. And at night, even though it's wintertime now, it's still in the fifties. Good food. I'll mention that like eight or 10 times. I love Mexican food. So I'm great with you food. on that. Great food. People have been really welcoming and friendly. I've been to a lot of the world where I just get stared at all the time. Especially, mm. you know, I spent those like 12 where? months in Southeast Asia, okay. all over, you know, Thai, in Thailand, it's mostly other tourists, not necessarily Thai people, but they have a lot of Chinese tourists and, you know, Thailand and Cambodia and Malaysia, you know, uh, but here, I mean, it's not like they don't care that I'm here. They're happy. They're, not, they're happy to see me, but they're no, nobody's staring. I don't have to worry about people sneaking up and touching me and, you know, trying to touch my hair and stuff. So I recommend Mexico and, and. I, I stayed here because I house sat here for six months last year. I stayed here for $3,000 for six months total because I didn't pay for a place to stay. So Mexico is at the top of my list. But uh, I think <laughs> Portugal is another place. Portugal is a place where I've seen myself staying for a long time. Okay. Very similar to Mexico in that they have good weather, beautiful mm-hmm. beaches, nice people. There are black Portuguese people, so I don't stand out. Mm, that's true. Um, the language isn't so hard to pick up on. If you if you can speak a little Spanish, you can probably figure out Portuguese. Okay. And uh, again, good food because they're on the coast. Good food, good seafood. I like how you think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like food is important. If we got good food, I'm good. <laughs> priorities yes wow that's okay so i gotta backtrack on that you said three thousand dollars right for six months for six months that's what's like when you don't have to pay for a place my brain is trying to comprehend that like i heard you but i'm just i can't even comprehend how that's possible so like what are you paying for like what what is the three thousand dollars (laughs) food i told you i'm gonna mention food at least eight times Uh, getting from town to town. Okay, you know, so traveling. A little, a little sightseeing, a little fun. 
Um, and, this, and some shopping. I bought this down here. Let's some shopping. Um, and that's about it. When you don't have to pay for accommodation and utilities and the world is opened up to you. You know what? I just thought about that. I don't know. Again, my brain is like, hold on a second. If you don't rent a place, you don't have no utilities. You don't have no Wi-Fi. You don't. Oh my goodness. I'm about to start house sitting y'all. I'm telling okay. you. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> I am sold. <laughs> I'm, tell, I'm not kidding when I tell you I feel like a genius. I really do. You are a genius. And I'm about to credit you. I'm like, look, Stephanie changed my life. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wow. That but it wow. makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Wow. Okay, so you know, just Jessica's stuck at the Starbucks, so she, you know, she's trying not to ask a bunch of questions today. So I'm gonna ask her favorite question. Okay. Um, so what about dating? <sighs> <laughs> All right. What are the men like in Mexico? Okay, the food is good, but we want to know if everything else is good. You know what I mean? So I haven't done any dating in Mexico. Uh, the only real attention, so I'm not, so I've tendered all over the world. I've tendered in a lot of the world, but I have not tendered here. Why? Um, I don't know. I guess I just got burned out with it. You know, men are men everywhere. It's, there's no, there's no like magical place. A lot of women ask you because they want to know like, where's the magical place where I can go and you know meet a man who's gonna treat me great. And I'm like, ugh, they the same all over. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, uh, but so I have, but I do get attention from men around here who are a little older than me, mm -hmm. and maybe a little older than I would want to date. <laughs> like sugar daddy age like yeah i guess like caballero so because i'm in a kind of a small town i, I house it in san miguel and then another town called chapala where men like literally ride horses they're really they're literally oh caballeros literally cowboys and they're riding horses around town and they'll stop and ask me on a date and stuff yeah so in mexico i don't have good information one of my friends did come down here and her tinder was popping like she, she okay. came from new york city and the men were all over her so it could be a good place to date i just haven't done it down here okay what about everywhere else is there any place that you had some good experience dating because you done tended everywhere so when i was in southeast asia there were a lot of other tourists passing through and it was very easy to date there okay. and a lot of like just people from all over Canadians and Germans and whoever, you know. Gotcha. Um, so that was easy, but it's also a place where you know you're only going to be there for a few days or a few weeks. Yeah. And so, you know, no pressure. And so people move a little faster. I can see I was that. In, I was in Australia for a couple of months, and it was terrible. Ooh. The Australian men were not, uh, I guess they just rely on women to do all the work. <laughs> They want you to do, you have to set up the date, arrange the date, schedule the date. You know, I'm like, I'm not doing Do that. I have to pay too? <laughs> exactly, because that's the only reason I want a Tinder because drinks in Australia are so expensive. Australia is just a crazy expensive place. All right, so I'm on Tinder to get free drinks. I love her. <laughs> I can't even get you to agree on a date and time to, you know, to go have drinks. So that was one of the places where I was like, forget it. I ended up with a bunch of pen pals in australia mm. okay so so uh, no then, no australia for that purpose. yeah and then in south africa everyone is i guess they assume 
that black American women come to South Africa looking for love, love. And so it's immediate, like, I love you. Uh, you're everything I've ever wanted. And so that's when I deleted Tinder off my phone. In South that's Africa. when you got burned out. <laughs> that's when South I was like, Africa did it. Over. I'm over it. Yes, yeah, South Africa did it. Yeah, it was like, it was just a total, like, weird upside down experience. Yeah. But 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 you but you over here schooling us on literally how to like have a free time. If we, you know, house sit, then you go on some dates that'll cover your food and your drinks. Like, what are you paying for? <laughs> All you need is shopping. your hair products and you All we're doing good. is shopping. All right? That's right. That's right. Oh my goodness, y'all. That's the power the of being a black woman. I'm loving yes. this. Yes. That yes. is the life. I'm jealous. I'm like, I'm, I'm over here plotting like as soon as we did, let me go to these websites and start looking what's available. Come on, come on <laughs> wow, that is awesome. Uh, so do you recommend that other black women leave America? Yes, yes. With no hesitation, y'all. <laughs> no hesitation. She didn't even think about my question. Not only are you going to feel less like you need to contribute something to be of value. You're going to feel more just internally valuable as a person when you no longer feel like you have to be atti attached to a job and attached to your, you know, having a high income. Yeah. Right. That's very freeing. It's very freeing to be able to say, I want to create my own life and be able to actually do it. So yes, number one, the work thing, we've already talked about that. But the I think another reason to leave the United States is you get to feel American privilege for the first time. You're not treated like an American in the United States unless you live in a place that I've never visited. But every place I've been, I've never, you don't get the full American privilege until you leave the United States. When they hear that US accent, all they think about is your American dollars. And then you get treated with that privilege that white people get all the time mm. it's, a, it's a it's a nice feeling sometimes i flex in it sometimes i'm like yes treat me differently you know uh, it's you just know, a different that is a great perspective i was just That's telling deep. my husband that when i buy things i buy things as though i am a white woman and i expect that type of service like i you know i always think what would you do if i were white and treat me that way like because I've had the difficulties of having to navigate being a black woman. I'm like, no, I'm not accepting any more service unless it is given a par, right? And if you don't give me the service, I'm asking for a discount, just like they do. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. In so much of the world, it's, it even surprises me, looking like I look, that the first re reaction that people have is there's an American. Yeah, but they do. They see it immediately, they know immediately, and you get that treatment immediately. Now, for better or for worse, when I first started traveling like this, Barack Obama was president and everybody liked us. And now? Things, might be, things are a little different now, especially down here in Mexico. I had a 10-year-old tell me off at McDonald's just a few weeks ago in Spanish about this, the current U.S. president. So that's when it's I'm good not woman. to know the language. I'm a black woman. It's not my fault. But yeah, he let me have it. He did. But when Obama was president, all good. But even still, even still, you get, yeah. to, you get to see what that kind of treatment feels like just on a daily basis because people really do just see you as an American. It's, it's strange, even to me, 
but mm-hmm. it feels it feels good at for a time. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because that, I mean that just makes me think of you know places where I've traveled and that and that's true. Um, that is where I felt my privilege come out. Um, I remember when I was in just little stuff like when I was in Nigeria and they tried to um, charge me for the bathrooms. I was like, I don't pay for bathrooms. I'm American. What are you talking about? They, go, just just go. Because I was about to just have a fit. Like you trying to charge me to use a bathroom? Are you crazy? Like, just just go, ma'am. Go go go. <laughs> you gonna you gonna ask to speak to the manager next? Right, exactly. <laughs> I really was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So that you're right. Like it just automatically and and we don't even realize that even as you know, black people, even though we don't get the American, the white American privilege treatment, we don't realize how privileged we are as Americans until we leave and go somewhere else. Correct. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you said that. I think that is an excellent point. Yes, if you want to rock your American privilege, leave. Leave. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Wow, that's awesome. I mean, this this has been uh, fascinating. Jessica, you have any any other questions? Like, I feel like I want to go back to the house sitting, but I'm just I'm just waiting to get on the website and start looking. So, um, <laughs> no, Stephanie, please tell us where we can find you if you have any contact info. I heard you have a YouTube channel there, so if you could tell yes. us a little bit about that and give us your yes. contact info. My YouTube channel, we are Kindred Spirits. You two and I. My YouTube channel is helping Black women who are experiencing burnout take time off of work to travel. My YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Stephanie Perry. Um, I talk about taking a sabbatical. I talk about house sitting, how to get started house sitting. Um, We're on the same mission. We're on the same mission. I want Black women to live their lives. Live, honey, live. And so that's it. So you can find me on YouTube there. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Vacarious. My blog originally was a way for you to vacation vicariously through me. So I called it Vacarious. But I don't want you to anymore. I want you to actually go. So you can have your own experiences, right? Do it for yourself. See it for yourself. Yeah. And before, before it's too late, whatever that means, you know, before it's too late for you, while you still have the time on this earth, go see it. Go see it. I love that. Stephanie is like, live your best life right yes. now. There yes. is nothing stopping you. You don't need no money. You don't need the language. You don't need a plan. Just figure out where you're going to go. Go to the website and, and leave. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And on that same accord, if you are one of our spirits out there and we just haven't met yet, if you have a story to share with us, go ahead and share your story by going to Black Women Leave America. We would love to have you on the podcast. Make sure you purchase our merch. We have it on wherever we are. I'm in Starbucks, but I still wear it. (laughs) And let this be a lesson and a message to all of you, right? I'm in Starbucks doing this interview. And guess what? We're going to get out there. We need to do what's on our hearts and make it happen, regardless of whatever barriers we're trying to put up. Like you said, to your point, Stephanie, the only thing that's stopping us is ourselves. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Sometimes you have to leave in order to find yourself. This is Black Women Leave America podcast. Visit us online at blackwomenleaveamerica.com. Subscribe, sponsor, 
share our podcast, and don't forget to buy our merch at blackwomenleaveamerica.com. Thank you.